A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. We are left wondering if those Greeks ever did get to see Jesus. John seems to have forgotten them. The problem with seeing Jesus is the same for us. We do not see God with the eyes of the flesh, but with the eyes of the heart. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. As we hear in the words of Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The word of God, written upon our hearts, is already an intimate part of our very being. The entire Bible is built on a paradox, one slipped in at the beginning of Genesis, before readers have had a chance to become familiar with the strange world. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, and then God said, Let there be light. The Hebrew words for formless void 
are tohu vabohu, which is better translated wild, chaotic, fluid, and unfixed. God does not take away the tohu vabohu, but God speaks in the darkness. In Psalm 23, in the midst of his journey through the valley of the shadow of death, David suddenly realizes he is not alone. God is there with him. This is why David stops speaking about God and begins speaking to God, for you are with me. It was in the dark shadow of death, the tohu vabohu, that David saw God. The author of the letter to the Hebrews is reflecting on Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. In the days when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears. After the Last Supper, Jesus walked from the city of Jerusalem down from Mount Zion across the Kidron Valley through the cemetery that is still there today and into the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. Jesus threw himself down and prayed with loud cries and tears. And like David, it was as he walked through the valley of the shadow of death that Jesus realized the Father was with him. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. John, too, is reflecting on Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Father Ron Roheiser points out that it's significant that this agony takes place in a garden. Archetypally, a garden is the place of delight, the place of love and intimacy. The garden is paradise. That's why Adam and Eve are described as being in a garden. The agony in the garden is Jesus' entry into the shadow of the valley of death, the shadow of bitter rejection, aloneness, humiliation, and the helplessness to do anything about it. What Jesus is teaching us is that God is present even in suffering, betrayal, and death itself. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. Each new plant grows in two directions at once, into the darkness and out to the light. All of creation has a cruciform pattern of loss and renewal, death and resurrection, letting go and becoming more. It is a coincidence of opposites, a collision of cross-purposes waiting for resolution in us. We are all filled with contradictions needing to be reconciled. The price we pay for holding together these opposites is always some form of crucifixion. Love and suffering are finally the same, because those who love deeply 
are committing themselves to eventual suffering, as we see in Jesus. Necessary suffering allows us to grow, but in secret. Remember this teaching from Mark chapter 4. The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. We see Jesus when we are willing to follow him, giving our lives away in love. As Paul says in Romans 6, verse 5, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. The grain of wheat, sown in the mysterious ground of the Father's will, is a long way from the palm branches of worldly glory. To cling to a life that does not live in the light of the death that is to take place is to miss out on the gift of life that is being offered. We only understand the cross by standing under it. Today, we cross the threshold into spring. In another week, we will enter into the Passion. John O'Donohue observes, The word threshold was related to the word thresh, which was the separation of the grain from the husk or straw. It also includes the notions of entrance, crossing, border, and beginning. To cross a threshold is to leave behind the husk and arrive at the grain. Love alone can awaken what is divine within you. When a great moment knocks on the door of your life, it is often no louder than the beating of your heart. The hour has come to cross.